0: Welcome back to Money with Mac and G. Happy belated Thanksgiving. I know I had a great one with family and friends, and hopefully you started implementing your holiday shopping strategy with Black Friday and yesterday, Cyber Monday. We did a podcast how the cyber shopping has been gaining huge momentum and hope you took advantage of it. I got to go to two stores on Black Friday, and it was a lot of fun to get out, but it's much more fun for me sitting at home getting it all done with the click of a button. Hey, it's been great to be back in the U.S., but it's also great to travel while learning about other parts of the world. I feel like it's been a really long time since I've traveled internationally, and I used to have a system. It was just like a checklist, almost like the checklist that you use for an airplane before takeoff. For me, I'd map out my itinerary, look at historical weather and patterns of countries I was going to visit, make sure the DOP kit is full of daily necessities, count out undies and T-shirts based on the length of stay, organize pants shirts sweatshirts light gear heavy gear and all that other stuff then grab my Tumi bags my travel documents and hit it i did struggle a bit with laying out my itinerary this time to bangladesh and nepal i guess i was just rusty and i have to admit the visa fiasco threw me for a loop i only had about a month to get my visa for bangladesh before i left and i sent it up to dc but over two weeks into the process i hadn't heard a peep I looked online at the Bangladesh Embassy from the U.S., which supposedly had a login where you could track what was going on, but it wasn't working. Luckily, I reached out to my friends in Bangladesh who checked locally and found out that my documents did make it to D.C., but they were stuck. I needed an invitation from someone in the country who was going to host me rookie mistake, but I guess I wasn't on my game. I'd say the instructions on the website were at best lacking. With my friend's help, I got my, remember, $160 visa the week before taking off. Seven days. The stress. I definitely could have bought it when I landed, but after 24 hours or so of travel and then having to wait in line... For what could be over an hour to get it and possibly be charged more just didn't sound like it was my idea of fun. Before you leave to go somewhere, especially for business, you have to put in some additional thought. Culturally, it's a very good thing if you can bring gifts to those you'll work with who may host you, friends you have there, or friends you will meet along the way. In some countries, it's kind of mandatory. And I needed to bring lots of gifts because these were my friends and people I've worked with for years but never met. But here's the catch. Things we may believe make awesome gifts, like, say, a back massager, may not work over there due to electrical voltage or just may not be something of interest to them. Okay, who the heck knows why I said back massager is a good gift here in the U.S.? I I don't know. My mistake. I just went with it. Anyway... I usually ask when possible. I think any culture views things of value differently. When I went to Japan, the rage back in the U.S. was a Tamagotchi. I literally just saw a commercial for one yesterday. I didn't think those things were still around anymore. But I did look it up on Amazon, and guess what? You can get all kinds of them for about 20 bucks. Anyway, if this is new to you, they're digital animals you digitally feed and digitally play with, and if you take good care of them, they grow up to be digitally happy. (laughs) I named mine Baby Hiroko because I knew a Hiroko while working in public accounting. She was nice, and I like the name. If your new baby doesn't get what it wanted, it gets get pissed off and pout and cry and do all kinds of crazy stuff. At least that's what I remember. It was kind of like having a real kid that you could throw in the trash if it was too much work for you or too much trouble. But why on earth would I want one from my Japanese friends? I can't tell you now. It sounds stupid spending all that time as an adult dealing with it. But at the time, it was da bomb. Okay, I'm showing my age. My friends thought it was really funny, but I got one and you couldn't find one in the U.S. to save your life. So what were some of the requests for my trip? Any ideas? I hope Arif and Shurav don't kill me, but I think it's fun. Here's something to think about. They really don't have Amazon in their country. Okay, you probably just dropped your phone, spit out your drink, or maybe ran off the road just a little bit. Can you imagine? I know our household operates on Amazon. They have over 150 million users, but not in Bangladesh. Sorry. You simply can't order things there from Amazon. What's Prime? What's next day delivery? What's an entire shopping experience at your fingertips? So, I was getting a lot of packages that my friends ordered on Amazon and some other places and had them shipped to me directly. Hey, their internet works. I also got all the stuff I ordered from them too. First, they wanted things that they can't get locally and also those items that would cost twice as much in Bangladesh. Remember our numerous discussions on supply and demand? Less supply and greater demand drive up prices. Any ideas about their requests? I honestly wanted to get them what they wanted. So I received a Kindle and a lot of hair coloring products. That made me smile and laugh. And someone in Bangladesh looks years younger right now due to good old me. It doesn't matter which country you live in. People like to look good. You look a marvelous, darling. Plus, I have bought a computer, three watches, some Nivea body lotion, candles, and some women's perfume. Doesn't matter where you live, we all like to feel good and smell good too. I get it. When I first went to live in France for a semester, I would have died for some good old fashioned American pancakes. Weird, huh? Possibly the best food in the world was in France, but I wanted $2 pancakes out of a box. (laughs) Where in the world did that come from? You just miss the stuff. But my girlfriend sent over some pancake mix that was about $3 to purchase, but it cost around $25 to send. Plus, When my French mom got the package, she had to spend an additional $7 in importation taxes. What the heck? Talk about not spending wisely. There's a great example. Anyway, taking care of a friend's family, like parents, wife, and sons or daughters, is first priority. And I think my stash made some friends, and maybe Arif's son, Aish, happy with a stuffed animal from Paw Patrol as well as a Mater and Lightning McQueen Hot Wheels from the movie Cars. Vroom, vroom. I also carried about 10 pounds of candy for the team, which always seems to be a big hit. And I hope that it brought a few smiles and lived on for several weeks after my departure. Buying candy right before Halloween is a great time to get a huge mixture of things, including Milky Way, Snickers, Reese's, and all the other stuff. In addition, I had a few Sour Patch Kids to shock their sensibilities as well. You can't get those babies in Bangladesh. So lots of gifts that got me to about $500 without the cost of the computer. But as I went through customs on the other side of the world, I wondered if I'd have to pay a huge tax or get in trouble. The idea of jail in another country was never my idea of fun. Nothing happened, but it always runs through my mind. But There is an economy out there of items called luggage products. And that's how they refer to it in Bangladesh. And it's in every country with different names. That's stuff you can't get easily in the country you're going to. Low supply in these countries, but huge demand. So if you want to buy the newest iPhone, we could get that in the U.S. for around $1,100. But in Bangladesh, it's pushing two grand U.S. That's a serious markup. And it always just made me think. Anyway, let's backtrack a bit. I got the shots, I got the visa, and now I'm packed up with at least one full 35 to 40 pound suitcase of gifts in my Toyota Prius. And I'm driving to Chicago where my friend Matt took me to the airport. Why not Indy? How much is your time worth? When looking at prices for flights, I couldn't believe what I saw. You probably won't either. It literally added... To go from Indianapolis instead of Chicago, an extra 10 hours of travel time and over 400 bucks. The flight to Chicago is only a half hour. How the heck does that work? I guess seriously bad connections. It didn't make one iota of sense to me. So if no one has ever told you, check out other airports you might be able to drive to for better deals. I think Delta had a direct from Cincinnati to Paris, and that was some stupid cheap number under $500. It's less than two hours from Indy, and you'd save that time on just one connection. I guess they were starting some new route back then. So just look around. The drive may make the whole experience a ton better. I use Google Flights to try and time my purchase to get the best deal. There are other platforms you can use out there, but this was seriously cool and I've been using it for a while. I got notified on price drops and rises, and when I was ready, it literally told me to wait a couple weeks as the price would drop based upon all their data. It worked, but I have to admit I was a little on pins and needles. I trusted the data and I saved at least $250, which was at least 20%. A $1,000 ticket to travel halfway around the world is pretty insane. And get this, the taxes, because they're listed on your ticket, were literally almost half the price of the ticket. I also got to check two bags, so no additional charges, and they were full of lotions, candies, a cold shirt, lots of hair dye, (laughs) and much more. Don't forget to always carry your electronics, as that could be a seriously expensive lesson to learn if somebody in baggage claim takes them or they get broken. So my computer, digital watches, Kindle, all stayed with me the entire time. Okay. I got to Chicago on about $25 of gas and an extra $5 in tolls. I spent $45 on dinner for my friend Matt, who was going to take me to the airport. Not required, but always nice to do. But no parking at the airport for 15 days. So I easily saved over $200 and it was only three hours away. Okay. I got to the airport all good. No problems. And on the first leg of the flight to Istanbul, there were no issues. Landed at the beautiful, yes it was, it was actually beautiful, Turkish airport. Kudos to those guys. If you love baklava like I do, you'll find a ton of it there. I was told the Turks, and not the Greeks, invented it. It's sure good there, so I can't really deny them of saying that. Okay, I had an hour or so to stretch my legs, get a coffee, and head to the gate. I was already Jones and baby for a Starbucks, and they had one on the way to my gate. First, the good part, it was great, but the second part is that it was crazy expensive. I ordered it, but didn't do the math on the exchange rate from Turkish lira to U.S. dollars as I was tired. And it turned out to be over six bucks. I know what you're thinking. You can buy a Starbucks in the U.S. for six bucks. But generally, when you're traveling to other countries where their actual currency isn't worth as much, six bucks is a ton. So there's no use in arguing, asking for a refund, or being mad. You're in their country. So I had to suck it up, buttercup. It was definitely not what I was expecting, but it was delicious. That woke me up in a hurry. I didn't get Wi-Fi in the airport either, though it was offered everywhere. I had to write it off to my phone carrier. I wanted to notify my friends and my wife that all was good, but no luck. I just have to pay on the plane. Anyway, after getting frustrated, I headed off to the gate. I got a great seat and the flight was uneventful, which is always a good thing. It was so uneventful, I didn't even get an event (laughs) to try the Wi-Fi because it was broken. So I'm coming in hot to Dhaka and not sure if anyone will be there. We're just getting started. It's fun to dust off the traveling shoes and get out there, especially after the start of COVID. Looking forward to talking next week about some of the fun things that happened along the way. Thanks for being here, as always, and I'll see you next week for more Money with Mac and G. Bye!